let's get started. Three innocuous little words used in any other context prompting me to pick up a pen, turn over an exam paper, maybe even pull on my running shoes. But at that moment, standing on someone else's till in the middle of an unfamiliar village hall, shivering in spite of all the electric heaters pointed in all my varying directions, they were the most chilling sounds I had ever heard by all definitions of the word. Instead, the art tutor could have said, please remove your clothes, or even just get them off. Slightly less classy, sure, but the result would have been the same. I would have dropped my last line of defence, or my dressing gown, as it was otherwise known, and revealed to the circle of complete strangers surrounding me my every crook and nanny. And that's exactly what I did. For the next two hours, I pretended to be digging a hole, or playing tennis, or even just holding an umbrella at a jaunty angle for the life drawing class to size me up and reduce me to pencil marks of sometimes offensive proportions. <laughs> but why am I telling you about one of the most difficult, most stressful and definitely least flattering moments of my life when I am supposed to be talking about art and mental health? I can assure you I did not feel particularly healthy looking back over the results of my modelling debut. 220 sketches of me from all conceivable viewpoints and I didn't utterly hate two of them. And that's only because the artist was a cubist and my curves look so much better squared off. <laughs> Strangely though, that experience was also for me one of the first times in 30 years I felt completely, unquestionably accepted. And for me, that's at the very foundation of health, or at least it should be. I wasn't twitches and apologies and awkward chat. I was shape, I was form, I was light reflecting off the result of too many carbs. I was completely naked. But for that few hours, I was exactly like everyone else in the room, minus the polyester. I haven't always been happy to take my clothes off for strangers. That's definitely a more recent addition to my personality, and I promise I won't be explaining it further this morning. <laughs> In fact, for almost a decade, I never really had cause to meet a stranger, given that I struggled to leave my own house and I couldn't answer the door without a tranquilizer and a support group. You see, for as long as I can remember, I was scared. Scared to play with the other kids in the playground. Scared of the bullies that chased me from high school. Scared of what my workmates would think of the complete wreck that I was becoming. Suddenly, I was 30, with crippling social anxiety bouts of severe depression and a self-loathing that would have been pathological had I still had the mental capacity for it. Life became too difficult to live and I am only still standing here in front of you now because I stopped trying to make life easier and I started to make myself stronger instead. 
I took back the right to be included in society, not in spite of who I am, but because of it. I became so tired of waiting to be well before my life could start. What if I never became well? What if I was never fit for a place in society? Well, maybe it's time that society becomes a place that's fit for us instead. I've been incredibly fortunate in life that my access to healthcare has never been in question. From the age of about five, I was already seeing specialists about my various tics and foibles. And by my teenage years, the amount of medication I had tried could have sedated a small but very anxious nation. <laughs> Thank you for that laugh. <laughs> it's a very nice laugh. But have I ever had access to health? I wouldn't really say so. Of course, health isn't just being fit to work or eating well or recovering from illness. It's all those things and it's everything that they mean to each of us individually. It's the opportunities that wellness gives us access to. It's the luxuries that good health affords. It's the ability to engage with the world in any kind of meaningful way. Those things only come with health and healthcare alone can't provide for them. While I was taking all the pills that medical science could provide and attending therapy sessions that were more quack than a flock of ducks, I was gradually removing myself from the one thing in which I would finally find respite, the rest of the world. We all know of the stigma attached to mental health. We all see it and we feel it and we tire of talking about it. But I understand it, really I do. If you have never felt the terror of a panic attack ripping into your consciousness, or known that black hole of depression sucking away your strength until there is nothing of it left, it must be completely baffling to witness and impossible to fully imagine. But I refuse to believe that we can achieve positive change by continually trying to squeeze ourselves into a model of health that we just don't fit. And we never really will. Maybe the problem isn't with the right to health after all. Maybe it's that we never allow ourselves the right to ill health. Sure, I'm a jangly, maudlin, mixed bag of crazy, but I never brought that on myself any more than you courted norovirus or asked for that latest dose in the flu. Fine, there are days, sometimes weeks, when I am less productive, I'm less engaged, I'm less me. But I'm no less human a being. In fact, at those times, I'm probably more so. Those are the times when those things that form the very basis of the human condition are so desperately needed, but feel so very far removed. A place in society, compassion, acceptance. Instead of continuing to try to correct myself to the point that there was nothing left of me to correct, I chose to rejoin the world just the way I was and to learn with it where my place is in it and where its place is in me. So far we're negotiating. <laughs> but whether it was learning to ride a bike at 30 or flying a jet with red arrows or training like an astronaut, if my adventures in mental health have taught me anything at all, it's that the person I am right at this moment is all I really need to be. Succeeding or failing, upbeat or downhearted, healthy or utterly mental.
Afterwards, the lifelong class invited me to stay for lunch. We gathered in a cosy kitchen and ate homemade soup around a big wooden table. Fine, they ate soup while I sipped tea and tried not to sick up in my own mouth with the shock of it all. They never really knew why I was there. They didn't ask. I'm pretty sure they didn't care. Because what I was in all my glorious entirety was enough. And in good health or ill, we all have a right to be there. Thank you for listening.